0: But sometimes love, it sounds like a fight It sounds like an argument It
1: sounds just like a card driver Welcome to the state of wrestling I am the Brooklyn Mullah And he is the ring general <laughs> a big man oh,
2: thank you you're too kind but you are the ring general of this I'm podcast Luke Vic,
1: I'm Luke Vick Kaiser no, how you I'm, doing big man <laughs>
2: I'm I'm doing well I'm doing well uh, you know maybe well and it, we're going to talk about the pay-per-view or the premium live event I'm sorry and some of that was pretty rough, so I don't know how well I'm doing. But the weather today is, is really fall weather, and it's just beautiful here in our neck of the woods where we both kind of are.
1: You know? That's right. So WW had their premium live event, Extreme Rules, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the home of extreme.
0: Mm. And the
1: first match was a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match between the Brawling Brutes and Imperium. And this time, the Berlin Brutes have won. They defeated Imperium. Um, this was a hell of a match. You know, I have to say this, man, that Sheamus and um, Gunther, who had an Intercontinental Championship match on SmackDown the previous night, they and the one in Clash of the, the Castle, they have not had a bad match yet. I mean, this match is mm-hmm. entertaining as hell. These guys. And and he say he's not telling a lie when he's saying he's having banger after banger after banger. Sheamus is like, and has been having great matches with Drew, and now with with um, Gunther. Mm-hmm. Is it something with the European wrestlers here so they're having great matches? You know,
2: well, the matchups have been great for for Sheamus. It's his best work. Yeah, and you know Gunther and Sheamus, and this match really fit. The people in it, especially Rich Holland, who's maybe the least experienced of them all, um, because this was perfect for him too. And of course, uh, we all love the little guy um, from the grown Groot's Butch. I still wish he was dressed like he used to be dressed. But um, this really was something. I, you know, seeing, I kind of winced a little bit when Gunther went through the table. Not through the table. The table just kind of collapses these days. Because um, you know these are big, strong guys, and I don't want to see them get hurt. And it's always kind of funny because slamming somebody on the concrete floor is probably worse for them than the table, right? <laughs> so, but that's the age-old story. But you're right, and I'll tell you, this was probably my favorite match of the entire premium live event. I didn't know that, and it was only the first match.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was good. It was, it was really good. I mean, uh, this was, this was, this left me satisfied, like wow, it was a good match. Um, it, it, it had everything. It it was not not a, a dull moment in this match. It just you no. know certain wrestlers have chemistry together, like maybe Sting and Vader, or you know or Triple H and The Rock, Stone Cold and The Rock, you know mm. um, you know certain people just have chemistry together. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, these guys have you know great chemistry. MJF and Darby, these guys have, every time you put them together, they're going to have a great match regardless.
2: You're right, and, and I think part of that is they're, they're great pro wrestlers. And what I mean is, I read, I read Ole Anderson's autobiography, and he wrote about, to, you know, pro wrestling is you have to have, to be a great pro wrestler, you have to have someone who has the ability to perform a wrestling or combat exhibition and be entertaining while doing it, unlike going He wrote to a high school amateur match, which isn't entertaining. And now that people know that it's predetermined, be able to suspend disbelief. And I'd say Gunther and Seamus and um, Butch and so far in his development, Ridge Holland, and of course Imperium, they can all do that. Gunther and Seamus can, if you put them in front of people who don't know anything about pro wrestling, they can have a wrestling or combat exhibition that's realistic and be entertaining while doing it. And even if you throw in some diehard wrestling fans who know that it's predetermined, will have their their disbelief suspended. So they check all those boxes and, and Drew McIntyre too. Exactly. So.
1: I mean, this, they, this, they, this. I haven't seen a trios man. These matches been better than the trios matches in AEW, and it's not even for a title. But I haven't yeah. seen trios matches or triple um, six man match, tag matches as good as, between two factions since the Shield versus the Wyatt family, because those or both those matches was good as well. You know that they. Oh well,
2: no! Yeah, I I agree, and if you think about just these the way it looks like if if you have a circus and let's say a, ringling brothers decided to be pro wrestling what would be more interesting you know the you know in WWE with this match particularly we had and i'll say this match specifically because we've seen some trios matches between you know similar styles you want to see either the acrobat against the strongman or the lion tamer versus the strongman or the clown versus the lion tamer you don't just want to see acrobat versus acrobat because then you need something else to make it interesting. And this had, this had strong man versus strong man, but also you had some, some other styles mixed in. So I think there, I think there is a, a, I think there is a strong reason why this match was so good. And it's for those reasons we mentioned earlier.
1: Also, I gotta say this is that when they brought up um, when Gunther, and um, look, Vic Kaiser, when they changed his name, of course. And I and the, obviously, you know, they broke up Imperium on NXT. What the hell was Vince Man thinking when he just brought up um Kaiser and 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 um Gunther and not bring up um Giovanni Vinci with them? What, what what was he thinking? Like that that made no sense, uh, by him not bringing up the, the, the whole package of Imperium and it, it made to me and, I, and you and and triple h made a a, a, a very a lot of a smart decisions which he's making a lot of smart decisions lately by bringing him up and because there was a two-on it was it was supposed to have been gunther and luke Vittizer against three people mm-hmm. and uh, and it, that didn't make it didn't work in a favor so what was he thinking of not bringing up the full package of imperium he made a lot of dumb choices um, Vince McMahon uh, with the NXT people, and uh, I mean, I mean, we probably not. Uh, I know you're not a lot of fans of a lot of NXT wrestler, but you no. can't just bring wrestlers up and then do stupid stuff with them, like you, like carrying cross. You bring him up and do stupid stuff with him. You you know, you let, if you're gonna let the guy fail, but let the guy fail with what got him over on on the on Tuesday nights. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? At least give him an opportunity. Don't try to change the person. Um, it, it, it's just real dumb uh, what he was doing. I, I, I mean, if you want to do that, then fine. Don't put NXT on TV. That way people don't see who they are. We don't know anything. So when you introduce them the first time, then we'll, we'll introduce them as that. Then we'll know them. And we, Oh, if you want to do your research and go back and see that hey, they was in NXT under this name, okay, that's fine. But once you show on Tuesday nights that this person is, is this, go by this name and has this type of character, and then you bring them on your sh- the the, up to the main roster the next day the next week and you totally ch- changed that person the whole persona and he still looked the same it ma- it's just <laughs> stupidity
2: oh and towards the end they were even changing their names while they're still in nxt like it's just i you know what i actually i didn't like leaving vinci behind but i think in a lot of ways one of the things i really loved was ludwig's abuse basically of um, i'm sorry gunther's abuse of ludwig i think those two work together really well and of the of the three in imperium vinci I, i didn't really pay attention to but i did when he was repackaged in nxt i thought that was a different side of him so i actually like how it worked out and i know bringing him back up because As we saw later on in the show, they brought up that Phantasmo group. I think there's a little too many groups now, and that's a very Triple H thing to do, I guess. That's a very Um,
1: AEW thing to do.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? You can also say,
2: like, Triple H is kind of, you're right. He's doing a lot of things we're seeing in AEW. Mm -hmm. So you have all these groups, and then when that Phantasmo group comes up a little later in the show, and they take the mic and say, we run WWE. First of all, nobody believes that it's an empty threat, and all they're going to do is feud with you know some of those mid card trios groups. Well, so there's yeah, too yeah. much of that, a little too
1: much. You're right. And we talk about um La Gala del Fantasma, thank you. And and they and they come up, and Santo Esbor comes up, but they made their debut on fr- Friday on Friday Night Smackdown by um assaulting um Hit Row, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this oh, one thing that was sometimes. now now i per se was looking for a one particular person and wasn't there i was looking for Electra lopez and Electra lopez yeah. is no has been replaced by selena a blonde selena vega
2: she looks like a completely different person
1: now. <laughs> she does right i don't understand why they why did they um you know replace vega with Lopez, Electro Lopez with Vega. I don't understand that move. That was a bad because when Santo bar lost and he got and he lost his loser leaves town match against um against um what's my guy name the the Mafia dude.
2: Um Oh, your favorite, yeah, um, um, yeah, Don um, of NXT.
1: Yeah, against him. So when he lost the match against him, he came back. He said to all of them, "He said you thought I was going to leave you guys behind." And Electro Lopez got inside the the truck as well and left um yeah and uh, is um tony d'angelo who he lost to um mm-hmm. who he lost to so now she doesn't show up what happened here
2: i don't know and i agree with you i really like electra lopez she works perfectly with the group and i don't think i'm a fan of Zelina vega and i don't think this group really fits her like her strong suit is that she's the center of everything She's not just another person in the group or the woman enforcer. That's the woman enforcer is Electra Lopez. So Zelina Vega, I you know, I I, I miss her old gimmick and I and um so I agree with you a hundred percent.
1: I think they bring that back with her when she's with Aldrada and she was just that little fiery thing. I think that's what they bring it back. So we'll see. Up next, um, an extreme rules match for the SmackDowns women's championship. Um, Rowdy Ronda Rousey defeated Liv Morgan, um, by uh, submission. Um, Liv Morgan was um, was 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 basically unconscious in a what was that? What would we call that? An armhole? It was well, called.
2: It? It's called sitting on her face. Yeah, sitting <laughs> on, her face. She sitting on her face. She was smiling for a moment, and, and then and she, she, was <laughs> she, she was smiling.
1: She was smiling. Um, Am I wrong? This, she was smiling. No, she, she was smiling. She had a smirk yeah. on her face. Um, by getting getting um the pain. She used the
2: Wheeler Utah move, the bicep split. Yeah,
1: oh uh, boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this match was was okay. Um, you know, Liv did her her, her, her when she did to Lacey Evans the the flying sent Tom onto a table. I um,
2: think the big shock know. was that she hit it. Right. Yeah, she hit it, it and
1: Rhonda kicked out. But I knew Ronda was gonna win. Ronda there was no way in the world Rhonda was gonna lose cleanly again to Liv Morgan. Again, it was not gonna happen in an extreme and a no disqualification match. You know? Um Ronda was talking shit to the crowd and after while, like rubbing out like cry, cry, cry. So Rhonda's is full fledged bitchy mode, which which is gonna be great mm-hmm. for for everyone involved. Um, I don't know where Liv go from here. She's got, you know, whatever she impervious to the pain and started smiling like the Joker or whatever while she's getting her ass kicked. I don't know.
2: I thought this match was terrible. Um, (laughs) I thought it was, uh, it was slow. The baseball bat was, they, they made such a big deal about it leading up and it was just kind of there. Very slow. Um, the ending was ridiculous. Um, it's live te- it's live, and it's physical, so I'm never going to blame the wrestlers completely. I'm just saying how it looked to me. And so I guess with Liv, the, the idea is she'll be part of the Wyatt family probably. But yeah, I did not like this match at all. And yeah, Ronda, she, she's a Seek and Destroyer. You know? Right. And she did a lot of walking around the ring and and talking to the crowd, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. It just didn't have the fire that a live match normally would have. Um, so I just didn't like it.
1: Yeah, now I can understand where you're coming from. Um, after you see the first match. Wheeler
2: Utah's mm-hmm. match against MJF was better. Oh, I'll no. Say it. Yes, it was. It's <laughs> your, <laughs> your hatred for Wheeler Utah. The
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, strap match. Carrying Cross defeated um, Drew McIntyre, um, that dastardly um, Scarlet got in the ring and had, they said, um, um, was it police-grade? It's a police-grade mace.
2: Law enforcement-grade
1: sp- mace. Mace, pepper <laughs> spray, in his face. I sprayed him in his face. I sprayed a whole lot of it in his face. I hope that wasn't real. I hope that was gimmicked because um, – because when Carrion and then carrying Cross hit him in the back of his head with his move with his elbow, and uh, knocked him out. And um, he hit him with for the one, two, three. But Cross would look like he had got some in his face, and then like he was like he couldn't see. And then Jessica, the ref, the referee, was had got some water and with a towel. So I hope it was. I hope that was not real.
2: <laughs> well that's what happens when you no sell her fireball. Okay. <laughs> that's what happens. He even said uh, he decided not to sell it because you know it just didn't work. But you know that's hey, I don't blame her if if she decided to use real mace. <laughs> oh man. What
1: have you done with a match?
2: Um look, I, I don't see it with and cross the way you do and the way everybody else does this is my this is my limitation off on that
1: one big man You off on that one um, just, i don't see stopped. it Next what do stop. they
2: call his saito suplex the something saito suplex like the monster saito it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me um he's great when he's the biggest guy in town right. but here it was it just felt dead I, it got a little lively in the end when they finally decided to use the strap. I'll tell right. you, I love the beginning. With I loved, I love the interference from Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when she's being evil, she just seems like a nice person who's trying not to make <laughs> a mistake. You she's know,
1: evil. You see how she come out and say "fall and pray." She's evil.
2: I'm just saying, I don't, I don't see this really working, and I, you, you can really that feel like is great. Drew is like. Doing everything he can, coming down a step down for this match. So I'm not buying the carrying well, cross. I well, don't think it I, works I, for WWE. That's just well, me.
1: I think it does work, and I think he's going to be the next big star in WWE. And um, it just works. His the package, the presentation, and they behind him. So, and I, but I can understand why you may feel the way you may feel about that situation. But it's not a Willow or situation. No, he, it's he, not. He, he has some type of charisma. where you have none? Wheeler-Utah's
2: match against MJF was better than this match.
1: But it, listen, because of MJF. Yes. Because, but you got to realize. And, they, and look, they've wrestled each other for years. I mean, it's. Right. And, you know. and let me ask you this. I wanted to know this. you ever saw?
2: Oh, Manny Fernandez and Wahoo McDaniel.
1: Okay. So,
2: I mean, I, uh, I mean, you um, couldn't do that. They were like literally the famous Manny Fernandez quote about it. Um, he didn't hold back and I wouldn't let him. <laughs> you know? A raging Ball Manny Fernandez. What's the best match, strap match you saw? There aren't that many great strap matches.
1: It's not that great. It's, it's not. That's why I was, that's my point. Um, they referenced Sting and Vader. I remember Stan Hansen and oh, Lugo. They,
2: they're talking about the – they they made us think it was something bigger than that, right? They called it the Colorado – what was it? The Thunder Avalanche or
1: something match? Oh, White Castle. Was that the White Castle match?
2: Yeah, and they and it was like a strap match. And I was like, oh.
1: Right. You know? But, you know, remember the strap match from before was you know, knock your point, out, like, do you drag him around, try to touch all four corners? Yeah. Right? And then you, and then you, you, get to the third one. Then the, then the babyface will pull them off. Right. For the, and then they got to start all over again. Right. So, but these, you know, that's why I'm saying strap matches are you, you. don't get too many four star, five star matches from strap matches. It's one of those matches where it's, it's, it's kind of like a cluster because it's a lot of, you know, you using the strap, pulling them, pulling them towards you. You know, using the strap to beat, beat, to beat your opponent back and forth. So it's not really, you can't really, you don't see too many suplexes. You don't see too many irons. You don't see a lot of stuff. You get what I mean. So it's not meant to be great. It's meant to be brutal.
2: Yeah, and it's it's almost like not as effective as when a wrestler just takes his belt. Right. Right. That's even more effective usually. Um. So. Yeah, and it was funny. Corey Graves says not to be confused with like a country whipping match, because in world class they would have those matches where the straps were—you just had a strap, and it was maybe a foot long—and they would beat the crap out of each other with right. it. Right. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. And you can't even yeah. do the four corners with this match effectively these days because their strap was—it looked like it was thirty feet long or something.
1: Like right. That. No, you it, know? it was pretty long. It was pretty long. No, yeah. but you know. I didn't expect much from this match. I thought it was all right. I thought I just knew that Karrion needed the win to continue his momentum and, and go from there. Drew will be fine. Drew, they're putting Drew back on SmackDown, and he'll beat up on Corbin or somebody else, and, and he'll be back fine. But um, you're
2: right. He needed to win, and getting sprayed yeah. in the face with Mace, I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, rural, the ladder match for the Royal Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defeated Bailey. Um, uh, I really, me personally, I thought this match was, it was okay. Uh, mm. I, I really didn't, I was expected more, but you know, I, you know, I had expectations for this match and, and for the expectation that I had, they didn't meet them and, but it was all right, you know, so I, I you know.
2: Yeah, the women in NXT they they've had better ladder matches than right. this, to be honest. Um, yeah. I was I was, what do you think about Bailey losing even when her group interfered? She
1: should have went. She. I agree
2: won. with you. That's what I was this thinking was, this,
1: too. But they didn't even bring what's the name in them EO and them out to to interfere like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they could have. They just not ready to give the belt to um, take the belt off Bianca. But this should have been a chance, to, the the opportunity to take it off of her in a gimmick match.
2: I agree, because Mahler, I don't even remember. Sometimes I forget that Bianca's the champion.
1: Right. They mm. haven't did her no justice. She's like Sting, the female Sting. You know, back yeah. in the 90s. Sting was better off chasing the belt right. than with the belt. He didn't look right. But they had him, gave him some crazy feuds. You know, they had him against Sid Vicious at Halloween Havoc. You know, they had him against the, the – the, um, the black scorpion was, you know, jake, the, yeah. was
2: he world champion when jake the snake and the no
1: snake. Was for the spender the will make the deal that was nice oh he wasn't world champion i think lugo was at that time
2: oh that's funny because that's another case right because the main event was sting <laughs> right
1: i think lugo was if i'm not mistaken for spin but the wheel, i agree make with you deal. that Oh, and
2: by the way, just to go back to a second about the um, White Castle match. Do you remember the vignette with Harley Race wearing black tights and a black turtleneck? And he says to Vader, tell him about the games. (laughs) But I agree with you. I was really hoping that Bailey would win the title. It would spice things up. And when she didn't, it just made me think, is this going to be like Bailey's group turns on her and then Sasha comes yeah. back and teams with Bailey. And I don't that's know. the whole purpose of this.
1: They needed, they they needed to take the belt off Bianca and have Bianca. Tri- Bianca could, you could listen, Bianca is going to be good with, without the belt. They can always put her and, and, and feuds and she can lose here and there. And she can always go into the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. She can win the Royal Rumble, win money in the bank. And you know what I'm saying, and like she, they can all like her losing doesn't hurt her much, no. and her being a secondary fuse won't hurt her as much. But but they need the biggest match they can do with her right now is her and Ronda Rousey, and, yeah. and for women yeah. right now, and and that can main event one night of WrestleMania to be honest with you. Um, athlete versus athlete. You know what I'm saying, absolutely, so th- you can you could do that, and you won't know where we'll go. But um, I think it hurt Bailey to lose, but long. But you know what? Another cross thing wins gonna...
2: and Bailey loses. It's like you have two similar things, and you could have, you know.
1: But this is, what I would say is this about that is she didn't get pinned, you know, on a one, two, three, and that's the reason why I think that's one of the reason why that um, Bianca could have won the match, could have lost the match, and Bailey won the title. And uh, they could have been feuding back and forth. And and they would have all, and they have the titles, right? Um, EO and and Dakota got the titles. So Mm -hmm. they would have had, they would have had, everybody would have had the belts. But then again, that's the the standard formula is for a new faction to come and they all get the belts and go from there, right? So I don't know. A lot of factions going on. A lot of factions going on. Um, I quit, match, Finn Balor, Defeated Edge. Um, um, The Judgment Day came in with my boy Dom 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 came in and and your girl Rhea but (laughs) Beth Phoenix comes in and Beth Phoenix clears house and and started whipping on Rhea Ripley and the crowd was going crazy for this. The crowd Mm -hmm. went insane for this. Um, But Rhea came, she got the the handcuff Edge and um, Mm -hmm. Um, Beth got the handcuff, the the key, and uncuffed them, and then Edge started sparing everybody. But we had hit um, Beth upside the head with a pair of brass knucks that she yeah. that she got from Black Bart from WCW.
2: <laughs> they used to have a brass knucks championship. Terry Gordy had yeah, it
1: once. Yeah, and um, she knocked Beth. Beth was laid out. <laughs> um, yes, she was. The the finish was. um the judgment day held edge um they was holding him in a submission oh Finn was holding him in a submission and um he wouldn't give up but uh, Beth wing um Rhea went and got the the chair, two chairs and put it under her head and was about to do the concerto and Ed said I quit I quit so he went do it and she did it anyway. Of course. And she laid out <laughs> Uh my son said "She's gonna he, my son said he's going they're gonna hit her anyway. And I said, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, sure. He saw it coming, and they hit him upside the head. Poor Ray Mysterio came out there and tried to help yeah. him, and Dominic beat the hell out of his father. You know, like he was, like he was, like he was. Um, at a Halloween Havoc ninety eight. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, that's his son. You know,
2: it'd be great if he picked him up and threw him like a missile into the side of a truck outside, like Kevin Nash did.
1: <laughs> oh wow. Uh, this match was this was, this was wasn't um as bad as I thought it was gonna be so I thought it was pretty good. Um,
2: it felt like a premium live event match. Some of the others yeah. didn't. Some of the others, the women's title match with Rousey felt like Raw or SmackDown. Right. This one, this one did feel like a premium live event. I'm trying to get used to saying that. Right. Match. I don't know. You know, it's um. Do you know where they? Do you know what the storyline? How the how this match ended? It's, it's right from one of my favorite comic books ever, WCW comic book, Sting's Squadron against Rick Rude's uh, group, The Dangerous, the alliance, Dangerous alliance, where the Sting is tied in the ropes in war games, and they beat the crap out of Z-Man, who's on his team, and, <laughs> and Sting says, you lousy crumb, you know, don't do this. And then he has to give up to save Z-Man. So there you go.
1: Okay. Everybody, but you, that was some good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Isn't this similar to also blood and guts, where Chris Jericho dropped off the top? The first one they did, or the second one they did?
1: And MJF and MJF said, yeah, "Don't they don't do it." And he said, "I quit. I quit. I quit." Yeah, I mean yeah. that's. I mean that's the. I mean. Which yeah.
2: also WCW magazine almost,
1: right? right? Comic book. I mean those are the ways they can get around it by saying somebody saying I quit. I think like my the I quit match I always think of as is, is um, Class of the Champions New York yeah. Knockout with um Terry, Terry Funk, Funk and and, and Rick Flair. And um he have to kill me for me to say I quit. And Terry Funk who who just aligned with um
2: Great Muda and Gary Hart.
1: And Gary Hart, yeah. And you know, he's from the Double Cross Ranch. <laughs> and was Dick Slater there too? Was he one? No, of I don't think no. he was there. And um, he he said, "I quit." Um, I I that that was like they made Terry Funk the big bad Terry Funk say, "I quit." I, I think that never he never recovered from from that. Um no. you know because. Because remember, they did that at, at Glory Days. I think it was um, Great American Bass, Glory Days when he did the the table spot. And he power drive Ric Flair on the table spot when he said he wanted a, a title shot. And Ric Flair said, no, you was in Hollywood doing Roadhouse, I guess. <laughs> and um, he got mad and he attacked him. And that was a blood feud, you know what I'm saying? But I think they should have never... He should have never said, I quit. I think they should have found a way of... Someone else of Gary Hart throwing in a towel, uh, a la Arnold Schooling, but I don't think he should have said, I quit. So that's the reason why I say that to say now is they they use those, those, um, they they have people say, I quit instead of with somebody else or trying to protect someone else as a heroic act instead of them, you know, saying giving up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the pain is too much. Yeah. I give up, you make me quit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, that's so true. That and after. It.
2: Yeah, exactly, because apparently they're not done with Edge yet. Booker T said that Edge should retire, which is interesting. Um, but with um, with uh, Terry Funk, he also afterwards had to shake Ric Flair's hand and say, you're a better man than I am. Yeah. Uh, so that was a lot. And as a kid, I, I didn't really fall in love with that feud because my dad used to talk about Terry Funk, and, and I just saw him, and I was like, wow, he's older and he's skinny. So I never thought he was going to win but but it was it was a vicious fight the, t- the the two i quit matches i always think of is global wrestling terry sims who used to be terry garvin beauty and the beast he was in an i quit match and he was so dramatic and the referee gave him the mic to say i quit and he goes and he's in the figure four leg lock and he goes i'd rather die and then um the other one was uh, your guy trevor murdoch murdoch from nwa power is that his name oh.
1: Yeah, Trevor Murdoch.
2: He was wrestling Booker T and in an I Quit match on Impact and Booker T was beating him up and Booker T says, do you quit? And then Murdoch takes the mic and says, Charmel looks good naked. (laughs) And she's like, and then he just beats him up further and he didn't say I quit. He said, I'm done. So I guess he refused to say I quit and they ended the match
1: that way. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, another I quit match, which it goes down to WWE having a funny um endings, was The Rock and uh Mick Foley. Oh, that's right. They had the, but you remember, the, the Mick Foley said never said I quit. Remember, it came on a loudspeaker is that uh, of a previous recording when he was doing a promo and he said I quit, I quit, I quit. They never paid off, just like the demon when the ropes fell. They never said who did it, they never said the corporation did it they never said who did who who played who who was in the back who who got in the truck I and totally ordered them to play that. that nobody never said that they, they i never either paid forgot that, off. that
2: or i never or i never remembered it at all yeah, I mean never, I, or paid, never knew that that's amazing yeah, yeah
1: they right. never paid it off man um but you know but this one was pretty good um up next was the main event um the pit fight daniel cormier ufc legend um was the special guest referee um, I guess for Matt Riddle and um, Seth Rollins, who was channeling his inner Rob Van Dam. Yeah. He had a Rob Van Dam-inspired outfit on, which was cool, man. He's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, the whole effing show of Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I didn't really that this match was flat, to be honest yeah. with you. I. Um, they. It, I didn't like this match, big man. I didn't think this should have main evented. I th- I was expecting more. Yeah. Um, th- I the was expecting th- blood. I was expecting going at each other more from Daniel Cormier said "Don't touch me," and I was expecting. Them. It's a, it seemed like they just booked this just to just to have Riddle win, and um, not to have a good match. Because um, these guys can have a good match, but, and in those elements, there's no ropes. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no ropes. They mm-hmm. have like a, they have like a penthouse upstairs, up there, right? Which
2: because... you can't, which you can't stay up there. You have to do the sub- submission down here. You have to right. win down on the mat. You got to win it...
1: down there. Right. Why would I even go up top of there? You know what I'm saying? It makes sense.
2: It was kind of like Scott Steiner's Asylum when he had his foot injury and so he couldn't move around in WCW towards the end. Right. Um, But without Scott Steiner in it, (laughs) this this, I'm I'm telling you that are you, do you feel like riddle outside of the bro character isn't working?
1: I would say, I would say it, it depends. I'm, I'm, I'm night and day with this character. I think they did so much damage with, with, with Riddle, Matt Riddle, and when and I can't take him serious as a kind of contender when Vince did this, this is Vince's fault, when Bobby Lashley won the belt um, at WrestleMania 36, he, his first few were with with, um, with Matt Riddle, and he beat the hell out of Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally beat the hell out of him and made him look like a Jabba. And um. That right there still sticks in my mind for some reason. Um, I mean, I, I know Triple H is really trying to make Matt really a title contender, but I mean, he, he had his match with Roman and um, he did pretty well, he did better than Fulton, Montez Ford in his match with Roman,
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. and um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I say one day I say yes, one day I say no. Last night. I would say the match was flat. And you know, I say it was, it was flat. That's what I would say. Uh, the guys tried, but it's just that it was, it's like that match was just built for the ending. And people was, and the people were chanting, we want Wyatt. We want Wyatt. Yeah. And, um, and I had something to say about that. Why wouldn't they just, you know, put, get that out the way. They, they did them, they did them, they did, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins and call me a bad disservice by having the main event that 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 um yeah. event, and they didn't have the reveal when you knew the reveal was supposed to happen that day, and it hadn't happened yet. So they knew it was going to happen, either it wasn't going to happen at all, or it was going to happen after this match or during this match. And the people were just wanted to see that, the payoff for that. They didn't really care about that match, so they did by the, the match placement. They did a disservice to. Riddle, Cormier, and, and 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 Rollins, because that match should have it deserved. Um, it had a feud. Um, it deserve it's a blood feud to be honest with you, and it deserved. Um, you know the the spot be on them, but it wasn't. It yeah. was on what what was coming next, or what mm-hmm. they thought was coming next, and it's unfortunate because everybody. I was looking at the clock. And I'm like, well, well, what's gonna happen? When are they gonna pay off this White Rabbit stuff? You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even thinking about this match and they did a disservice to them for that. And they're handing they out
2: masks like during the event. And like yeah, I, I agree. And and the reception for Cormier, like you said, didn't do him any favors. Jimmy Smith, who's now released from WWE, he he's been doing some interviews and he and he talked about how Daniel Cormier got no reaction from the fans. And he said he's not surprised. He said this idea of the UFC and WWE crossover is, is, is kind of, it's not realistic. He says Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are crossover superstars through the media as well. But he said, you know, when Bellator followed Impact Wrestling, half the audience from Impact tuned out even before the first segment of Bellator was over. And that kind of explains why, for example, when Lesnar got destroyed in his last few matches, and then when he won a match but tested positive for performance enhancing drugs and was that was thrown out, it's almost like WWE fans didn't care or had no idea. And he said they didn't care, or like I said, maybe they didn't really know. Some of them at least. And he said, Look, Daniel Cormier, and this is what Jimmy Smith said. He says he knows both of them he's covered both of them he says cormier and lesnar cormier he believes would win handily over brock lesnar because they're both wrestler- wrestlers and cormier is a better wrestler than brock lesnar and he says but nobody cares so there were a lot of things going on here i don't th- seth rollins is kind of um this is an imperfect comparison but it's almost like eddie kingston every match is a blood feud right Everything is him going to 10 on somebody. So by the time you get to Rollins, who's like his third or fourth feud in a year, I'm not really that into it. Um, And yeah, I think Riddle, I like watching him and everything. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of his because of the way he trash talked so many, like Goldberg and, and some of the others. And like you said, this was flat. The crowd was flat except for Bray Wyatt. And um, not a great, not a great night. But I, great. I, but I think if you and I were walking past it, and w- and you, this isn't the event I would go to. Let's just say that.
1: But right? it, it,
2: based it, on the card,
1: right? And no, no Roman, right? No, no Roman. That,
2: and no on Roman. the website, on their website, it's all about Roman and his upcoming match against right. Logan Paul.
1: Right. So they're not doing up. They're not. They're, and. And it's I I I understand why they doing this because they they they're trying to you know work because Roman has really put him in a position where he's not going to work many dates then he's holding all the belts so they trying to keep you know the attractions the the attractions right no Bobby no Bobby here
0: no. right
1: so uh, no no Austin theory. No Gargano, right? No, no, no. <laughs> That's um, I'm just saying, they they, no, they, they, they featuring him as a big time star, right? He's not on I it. Know. No Chompa. They try to put the Miz on by putting him in a backstage segment, but no end ring for the Miz, right? right. So- um, You
2: mentioned no Gargano. I'll say no Shotzi no, with her no tank. Shotzi. I mean, this is extreme rules in Philadelphia. Right. I think she would have done pretty well.
1: Right. And um, so- the guy, Let me see the people they had on it, right? So they had the brawling boots, they had Gunther, they had Sheamus, they had Which, Ron by there. the
2: way, I just want to say was the only extreme match to me on the card as far as being extreme. Some yeah. of the strap shots from Sheamus, I'm sorry, some of the strap shots from Drew to Carrion were oof, to the neck especially. But I didn't really feel like this was very extreme.
1: No, right. So you're not a, all right, so if you really look at it. The biggest star on the on the on this show was Edge. Yeah. Right. Second was Seth. No, no, sorry. Ronda. Yes. R- Ronda, Ronda and Edge, you could say one or the other one in one. The second one was Seth. The third one you could say is Drew. Right. Or Bianca. Yeah. Did, did you Drew read that Bianca?
2: Drew outsold the bloodline for the month
1: on shirts? Oh, wow. No, I didn't. And, Month uh, or week,
2: it, one of those two. Anything is a surprise, you know. Right.
1: So, if you really look at it, the the, the stars of WWE, right? There, the, there, wasn't no Roman there, no Bobby, no Austin Theory. Uh, again, those guys are not there. Um, Braun is not big deal. Braun is not there neither. Uh, no, no Usos, no Sammy, no KO, no yeah. KO.
2: That's right. You're right.
1: You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people wasn't on the show. Um, I know what they was doing, and and there's only one, two, three, four, five, six matches. They needed, they needed um, they wanted to give them all time, which is which is great. You know what I'm saying? We don't give them no five minute matches, whatever situation may be. They all had a stipulation, which didn't happen in the past, right? Uh they tried. I put it like this, tried. And it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't a bad pay per view. It wasn't bad at all.
2: If if I had paid fifty dollars for it, I would have said it was a bad pay per view.
1: Well, we, shit, man, I understand, bro, because it's a lot of pay per views that we that over the couple of years, last couple of years, that's not worth thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> you know,
2: I think I think the AW ones have been.
1: Yeah, I can say so. They give you they give you a lot. You know,
2: but because they they wouldn't do a pay per view without so many of the kinds of level names you've mentioned, for example. Right.
1: right, No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I mean, they got to figure it out. So I guess we'll see what happens at the next big one. Um, by the way, the I, the day... I
2: said no extreme. I loved, um, I loved Bailey's sunset flip move on Bianca into the ladder.
1: By the way. Okay. Yeah. Good spot. You know, at the end of the day, Extreme Rules is like a C-level pay-per-view anyway,
0: Yeah. right?
1: It's not a big pay-per-view. It's a a premium live event. It's not one of the big five, big four, big five. You know, it's not Hell in a Cell. It's not Money in the Bank. Those are B-level. But Money in the Bank, would you say Money in the Bank is an A-level show now?
2: I think it's changed. I think any show could be the best show of the year, the way it's worked out there were a few years where Fastlane was the best pay-per-view, whether they meant to or not. So I think for their gate, it's always going to be WrestleMania and SummerSlam. But I think any show, there's no excuse to try because it could be. It could be.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, so let's go up. Um, oh, so we're going off the air and Cormier and Riddle going off the air and um, the 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 pay-per-view sign going off, like, just going off the air. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I'm like, they really didn't do it. And then Red will go into the locker The lights go out. And then you hear Michael Cole saying, are we still? What the hell? Are we still on the air?
0: Yeah.
1: So the lights go out in the arena. People are excited now. They, you can hear the, bu- the buzz in the crowd, right? It just changed. I don't know if you noticed that, but it, 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 it was a lot of energy. I don't know once the light goes on. And yeah. then you heard the, the words. He got, he got the whole world in his hands. And then he said that a few times. And then the lights go. The, then there's a spotlight on one of the, 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 the exit areas. And you see Huskus. Live and in, in color. Huskus the pig. Mm-hmm. You saw Huskus? Mm-hmm. Dressed up. Then it stopped. and he said the whole world again. Then next you know it was the it was the Rabbling Rabbit mm-hmm. then the witch read live then the buzzard live in the crowd then um, they had a fiend ma- burnt mask on Michael Cole and them desk when the spotlight went Michael Cole and, and Corey Gay got up like they saw Michael Myers and they <laughs> ran and then one more time then one more it was somebody dressed up as the fiend Literally looked like the fiend too. Had the eyes. I thought that was him. The braids and everything. And then um, the lights go out again. And then you go on the big screen. And right now you see a door about the entrance stage. And now the shows the Firefly Funhouse fun house with all the dead puppets. And then you see someone talking about who who killed you. Did. Then the door opens up. Smoke fire. I mean, that's not, not fire, smoke. Then You see the lantern, and then here he comes. Bray Wyatt comes out with a new mask, takes the mask off, shows Bray Wyatt, and then blows out, said something. We couldn't, it was hardly, it was very hard to hear what he was saying. Um, but he said, I'm here or something like that. And that was it. And the people was gone, and the people went crazy. Bray Wyatt is back. What do you think about this, big man?
2: Um, well, he, I'm happy the fans were happy. Um, for me, it didn't really matter. We all knew it was going to be it. It was kind of, I was kind of feeling kind of about how wrestling fans were so excited about something that was kind of obvious for a while. And then he just kind of came out. They have their new, and we'll talk about it in our news segment their new long-term storyline uh, director from Marvel Comics. This kind of felt like the last page of a comic book that leads to the next. But, I mean, I am mixed on it because I'm not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. I remember his promos being very rambling. Um, his WrestleMania matches, not his fault, but have been terrible. Yes, they have been. Um Ruined Alexa Bliss. And, you know, now it's probably going to... But...
1: They're going to do my that. It might have ruined um, Alexa Bliss, but that Lily doll is merchandise, giving her a lot of money.
2: <laughs> yeah, what that's, all that, that's all that matters. But they're going to do it with Liv Morgan next because on their website, it's Liv in, is in a dark place now. And um, so they show pictures of her afterwards cowering in the corner. So, um, yeah, I wasn't I was never a huge fan of the of the playhouse, the Fire Firefly Playhouse. Fly, fly. Five um,
1: Funhouse.
2: yeah i never thought it was that great um so it's not for me it's for the fans and they're happy mm-hmm. and let me tell you it is something this has covered up how mediocre and really close to bad that paper that premium live event was it, it really is and this is really the first time in a while where we have a week of wrestling and people are talking about wwe
1: Oh yeah, WWE has been um, been talked about a lot lately. I mean, they, they. I mean,
2: at the end of the week, like, remember they had their big event, but it was all about CM Punk. Different yeah, because like AEW,
1: a- well, AEW keeps getting in the headlines by doing their backstage politics, The backstage yeah. situation. They keep always happening backstage with them. But um, yeah. I thought I think that you know, Tatum was was, was was okay. Um, I thought. I'm sorry, what did you say? I thought the Tatum was okay the Premier live event I didn't think it was bad but it was watchable um I thought that um you know the the reveal for Bray Wyatt although it was expected um it still made a lot of people happy
2: yeah that's what I mean I'm happy
1: what's WWE um model what do they do for the kids what do they do yeah I don't know their model is they put smiles on people's faces is That's that what your they motto? Do. That's what they, they, they do. That's what they do. They, they, they put smiles on people's faces. And they put a lot of smiles on a lot of people's faces last night. So at the end of the day, they did their job. You know? Oh, yeah. That's people are do. happy,
2: and I'm happy for them. It's just, you know, I'm in a weird place as a wrestling fan because, like you, I started watching when, every, when a lot of people thought it was real, so to speak. And um, I don't know. I just – I. The premium live event, I, I start watching at 7, and it's going on and on and on. The matches I didn't think were very good at all. And, you know, Bray Wyatt at the end, I get it. I get it. That's fine. Good for him. Good for him. Good for the fans. Yep. The fans where do, you, happy. where do you think he fits in? Like I don't know. He's the biggest thing. Where, see, where are they going to put him in How don't... much time in this show is he going to be? And what do you think?
1: See, big man, we went through this already, right? Or with him, right? He came out when they first came out with the Wyatt family. They 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 booked him strong then because remember, the Wyatt family went over on a shield twice.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: They beat him twice. Um, he 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 was an integral part of making Daniel Bryan the yes movement, making Daniel Bryan a star. Him in that cage, that cage match that he had with Brian, with Brian Daniel, with Brian, with Daniel Bryan. And his which, which when Brian when he was supposed to have been in um in the Wyatt family, and he oh, finally that was changed him, and that had everybody in unison doing yes in the cage, and he turned. That was Bray Wyatt did that. Bray Wyatt made Brian that. Well, they Bryan. were doing yes before that, but he, but he, but I'm talking about he got the people behind him. I never seen nothing like that in a long time in wrestling when he got finally the crowd was with him, and you see the yes, and he was doing the yes, and they was behind him. 100%. And you never see a baby face, people behind a baby face. You know, remember, we just had John Cena was the top baby face and they was booing the hell out of him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody was in unison doing the yes. And when they went to Yes-a-mania, Bray Wyatt was a big part of that. You know? That's totally a good point.
2: And my favorite, my favorite Wyatt family thing was when Randy Orton joined and all Randy Orton had to do was put on the flannel sweater, flannel um, vest. You know, it was. He, cool. he
1: burnt down. Sister, don't give me. I, I, that was great when he burned down Sister Abigail' house, but he had. But it reminds me of one of the worst WrestleMania matches I still remember to this day. When him with that, when he had the Viper coming down, they had a terrible match.
2: They had two I, of the worst WrestleMania <laughs> matches ever.
1: Oh my god, that. So he did. He had. He got. He he did that right. So then the second time, he came back with the Fiend. Fiend, no, as, and it it as
2: cooked, we always say, he should have beaten The Undertaker at
1: WrestleMania. Is, right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, but he came back again with The Fiend at SummerSlam against Finn Balor. Something you never saw before. People was excited about that. And all of a sudden, they started making the shit crazy by him having the... the, the, the he had to automatically get in a Hell in a Cell fight with Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins, not only that, beats him. Yeah. Like, what... What? You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it made no sense. But now he got another chance, another opportunity, it's over again with the people. How do they keep him over? I have no idea, big man. Keep is, him away the type of picture. Do you think
2: he's the plan for when Roman disappears a little more?
1: I don't know. I don't know how long going some static, yeah. I'm not sure how long people are going to be into them. I'm not sure what storylines they're going to be able to put in, in place. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they going to do here?
2: Yeah, what, what do you th- Do you have any ideas?
1: I no idea right now. I know better on Monday. I don't even is know what going to put them on.
2: But is he going to be the elephant in the room for every segment of every show? Are you going to have fans just waiting for him? no matter what they put on, except for the bloodline. People want to see that, but is he now a distraction in a good way? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying.
1: Well, I will put it like this. Less is more. And um, less is more. And when you see him, he's important. Um, and And he shouldn't lose anytime soon.
2: But do you think anybody's going to want to sit through Fantasmo Legato and the Hero when they're or are they just going to start chanting Grey Wyatt? You know, is that what it is?
1: Well, I think Legato down Fantasmo has a ch- has a chance to be really good, right? Um they can have if they could be really good, right? The Lost Lotharios. <laughs>
2: That's what I was thinking the first time. I said, you
1: know. They could be Lost Lotarios of uh, the I mean I, I mean, Angel Garza, um, uh, heck, uh, Angel Garza is a star, to be honest with you. I don't know about Humberto, but I know Angel Garza is, a, if you give him the right gimmick, he can, you know, he can possibly be a star. Well, uh, Seamus
2: and Umberto were, were doing so well, and then they put Umberto with his cousin. I mean, it just didn't make any sense.
1: That was Vince, and this was doing some crazy stuff.
2: Um, There's some crazy stuff happening now, too.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but that's, I mean, big man, listen, no book is perfect. I mean, when you, when you, a lot of mistakes that book is made, you know, back in the days to now, that's just the way it goes.
2: Well, especially you know? now when when the matchups are not, it's not things that always make sense. Like I said, when you have two very similar, Styles and, and people who do kind of the flip flop wrestling—it's—it's it's, how you make that interesting weekly is is hard, you know.
1: You know you're absolutely right. I I want to get your opinion you some on like dynamite. So MJF and him had, had a wrestling match, right? Mm-hmm. And they was you, you 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 enjoyed it. It came out of DFW. They were doing the back and forth.
2: I'm sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you.
1: All right. There, there you are. Was, you then was doing the rolling pin, one, two, three, vote. Oh, I didn't like spear. that.
2: Didn't so like they that. doing
1: the spin. I'm
2: sorry, I can't hear you again.
1: Darby and Jay Lethal's basically oh, doing there. the same thing.
2: Right. I don't know. The Darby and Jay Lethal's was better than the MJF uh, Wheeler Utah. That right. was just ridiculous. But, but
1: what I'm saying is they was doing something similar trying to get a count, which that, that's AEW. And they're doing a thousand tope suicidas. They're doing a lot of stuff. Everybody's doing the same thing there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the problem with AEW. Everybody, everybody wrestling in a match like it's an indie match.
2: That's it's not an indie a, match. The problem with AEW, biggest problem with NXT, and it's a big problem with half the card of WWE, especially the women's division. And it's almost like, you know, it's it's almost like. Well, I just want to say, remember I said earlier what Oli Anderson said about what makes a pro wrestler, someone who has the ability to perform a wrestling or combat exhibition, be entertaining while doing it, and since people think it's fake, can suspend disbelief. If you took a room of fans who don't know pro wrestling, whom from AW and whom from WWE would you put in a ring to make them think this is something real or something competitive?
1: Real? You have to be... <sighs> it has to be somebody big and and
2: entertaining right
1: probably mjf Mm -hmm. probably
2: him i have uh brian danielson miro i do think darby allen for his size the way he wrestles and is tenacious i like anthony bowens and of course nick jackson but you know jade cargill moxley and in wwe brock lesnar gunther drew um lashley ronda shotzi Rey mysterio because even though he does those high flying moves for him it's like an art you know it's like a martial art
1: yeah i don't get you know what ray he does his moves it doesn't seem it's like it's not even though you know it is coming he, he. it's like it look he looks so graceful doing it and it's like it's
2: like he would do that in a street fight you think exactly a man, you know yeah, exactly he would, to make deal. up for his size
1: right you know? it's like different it and, is different. And, like an you know, arm drag
2: for him. He does a hurricane run, like an arm drag. You know? Right.
1: It's different for Ray. I don't know why it is. Why it is? You know, you can see him do it a thousand times. It's like you'll never get tired of it. You know what's coming, his moveset. And he, but he does different variations of, of his moves sometimes. So uh, Rey Mysterio is just a different beast.
2: Yeah, he's know? an all-time. Like when people say superstar or all-time great, I mean, he's above that. Because that's overused.
1: That's, that's what so, they're looking for. You know that, right, yeah. big man? Right? Everybody's looking for the next Rey Mysterio. And they can't find him.
2: No, I mean, you thought they had it with Rey Phoenix. but He's I just did. a tag team wrestler. And it's kind of like just, show, it's just, you know, the same every week. Rey yeah. Mysterio and some of those other names I mentioned, it's in their eyes, too. It's like this, it's like they're in a contest. Like with Rey, he's trying to survive. The other wrestlers who do those kinds of moves, they just stop, they wait for the crowd to get into it, and then they do it. It's like, look what I can do. You know, it's interesting in the old days, remember, like, one of your favorites, and people who don't know this know this, Brooklyn Mahler, one of his favorite wrestlers to just look at is Baron Von Raschke. You love his his look. You're a big fan of his, am I right? Right. In, In certain ways. He's somebody, I mean he went to University of Nebraska. He was on the wrestling team, um, successful amateur wrestler, three-year letterman. And he also played football for the Cornhuskers. So people like him, Gorilla Monsoon, who was a very good amateur wrestler. These are people, Jesse Ventura wrestled, Mick Foley was a high school wrestler, and, but Rashka and, and Monsoon like college level wrestlers. They didn't rest to use those moves for their gimmick. Their gimmick was being big and strong, but they knew how to do it. Now we have wrestlers, mostly NXT, it looks like, but certainly AEW as well, especially Dark and Elevation. They want to try out everything they've just learned, you know. And it's just, and and I think like when people talk about booking, it's much much easier to book when you begin with the talent you have than when you take like Los Lotharios and somebody, they're, no, don't don't get me wrong, they're talented, but they're not convincing. I mean, nobody thinks that you're watching a real combat when you see them wrestle. And now to make their feud interesting, you have to throw in all kinds of weird things, you know? It's not like some of those other feuds we've had from the past where it's like junkyard dog passing outlaw Ron Bass in the aisle And they rub shoulders and it's on, you know. So they have to work harder when you have, like I said, it's like a circus. But instead of the lion tamer against the strongman, which could be, you know, Drew McIntyre against Sheamus, you're having the acrobats against each other. Why does one win over the other? I don't know. They're all the same. So you have to make it more interesting or it doesn't really make sense. That's my rant, I guess.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right on that one. What's going on with um? Let's go with some news real quick. Um, the Sammy Guevara and Andrade I, situation. I think that's
2: a good idea because I'll be honest. I thought that this three-year dynamite this year. Um, this was this the anniversary three-year yes, anniversary. It yeah, it felt like it felt like amateur hour. It felt mm-hmm. like amateur hour. The announcing without Jim Ross, I feel like I'm watching mystery science fiction theater. That show three. It's it's just it's like they're making fun of it. They're just sitting back laughing. Um, the matches weren't very interesting. Um, it just wasn't a good week for AEW at all. And whatever Jericho was hoping would happen kind of got overshadowed by what we're about to talk about, Sammy Guevara, right? Um, right. By the way, Mox signed a five-year contract extension, so good for him. Um, so, yeah, so. S-
1: How Andrade, long will it take for him to be out? How long will he gonna actually get out of it?
2: I don't think so because I actually think he's um part of his deal he wanted was about coaching and things like that. I think he's mm-hmm. thinking about he had a child now with his wife and they say Renee his wife may be coming over. So I think he's thinking about after I don't wrestling. Oh no,
1: you know, wives and, and AEW doesn't work out.
2: Not unless she's like your sponsor basically or like your support because he has demons, right? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so Sammy Guevara. Let's talk about that. Um Andrade Alidalo did an interview, Spanish language interview, on um, Mas Lucha. And it was, it was pretty, it covered a lot of things. He offended a lot of people in a way. He, he talked about AAA. He said they didn't give him more money when he brought Ric Flair over. He said they had him show up at 11 a.m. for Triple Mania, Triple Mania. And he said all they gave him was chips and nuts. And he had to go out and get his own food. Conan responded and said, it's a third world country. We don't have any budget for food and catering. We gave you the best we could. Everybody had to be there at 11. It was my idea that you asked Ric Flair. Yes, we owe you a favor. Thank you for that. But he's a bit of a diva. He likes him personally. He's a bit of a diva. So he says that about AAA. He says he doesn't ever want to work for CMLL again. He then says, um, WWE, he likes Triple H, but he doesn't like the work schedule. He likes the schedule of triple a but then he talks about he says you know people say oh sammy the quote that we'll hear you'll hear people say is "Andrade said sammy guevara complained that he hit him too hard and so this is wrestling if i hit you too hard you hit me back that's how we do it what he said in the interview was there's this guy i don't know his name what what's his name and he goes oh sammy guevara yeah i don't want to say his name yeah him so sammy speaks spanish right so sammy wrote uh on twitter um because because uh andrade talked about uh sammy wrote on twitter "El, you know you are a jobber a favor hire be grateful and he called him the b word and then andrade responds i said it to your face because in the interview andrade says you know like I, I walked up to you and You know, face me like a man. So Andrade wrote, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names. I'm not scared to get fired. Hashtag Sammy. And Jose, the assistant wrote, I was there and can confirm this incident happened. And then um, Sammy wrote back, you didn't say, you know, S word or anything to me, you liar. But here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if, jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Are you really mad at me or mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time, second in caps? Just go to WWE like we all know you want to and F off. And then, as you told me, how, and I looked it up, Ricky Starks, man, can my coworkers just shut the F up? And then Andrade wrote about, I'll see you. Uh, he wrote, um, okay, I'm a liar. See you on Wednesday. I'll tell you to your face again. And nothing you say, and nothing you say that you do not have any problem or something. So then apparently the report was Tony Khan met with them both. He let Andrade, he says, nobody's going to get into a fight. And Andrade, if you start a fight, I'm not going to fire you so you can go to WWE. So (laughs) the report from Meltzer, and Meltzer said he heard from five different sources who were there. Three of them had the same story. So the initial story was Sammy shoved him and he hit him back. The three consistent stories was Andrade was the aggressor, punched Sammy in the face twice, not very hard, but twice, and then was sent home, not fired. And this is big because this was supposed to be, the match he was gonna have is kind of an important match for people who remember Brody Lee, right? It was his match against 10, mask versus career. So your thoughts, Brooklyn Mahler, your analysis. (laughs)
1: Okay, so, um, <sighs> Sammy Guevara started all this. I mean, um, even though uh, Andrade said some things, but Sammy Guevara, he took this to the next level by calling him a favor hire. You mm-hmm. wouldn't be here for your father. Um, you call him a bitch. You know, he called him all. He said all that. He he took it to the next level, Sammy Guevara. You know, and Sammy Guevara talks a lot of shit. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, that's just. The way he, this is Sammy Guevara's second incident where his mouth got him into some trouble. It was the second time, the first time was with Eddie Kingston.
2: Do you blame Eddie, him for that? Everybody was saying Eddie was fat. Everybody said that. Well,
1: well, guess what? Eddie, 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 they said Eddie pie, pie faced him or something. And yeah. he was sent home. Eddie was sent home for two weeks. So now Andrade, he said all these things about Andrade, you know, call him a bitch and all kind of stuff. Uh, say so with favor, how I said he couldn't get over on the second, so the second time really disrespected him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he let some fury go, you know, he unleashed some fury on Andrade. So Andrade said he'll see him on Tuesday, and um, I guess I mean, Wednesday, so he saw him on Wednesday. They got into an altercation. A lot of reports are saying that, you know, because I can't listen to Meltzer. Meltzer is an AEW guy, he don't really like the WWE portion of. AEW. It's two factions of AEW right now. Mm. It's 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 the WWE portion, and it's the the homegrown AEW portion. And Meltzer is not really him and Alvarez. They're not really anybody that's got any type of ties or wants to go to WWE. They really not really, you know, showing any type of favoritism towards them, or they really show their favoritism towards or report more, or lessly, more likely more unlikely towards the guys that are in AEW. Right. Um, I mean that's just the way it is. They took the, the that's the, the pattern. That's the pattern. They took it with, with CM Punk with CM Punk. They took the 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 elite side and say, "Well, CM Punk is caused all of this," and you know they was you know Ace still and you know all this stuff and you know I a vested interest in AEW. they are, he's an uncle to them. He's Uncle Dave to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you can't. You know they. Yeah, they're blinded by their favoritism towards AEW. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's their the choice. So you can't really listen to them, so to speak. You gotta listen to the mute, um, neutral people. Now, I don't. I haven't read any other reports. I don't know what Fightful is saying. What Sean Russap is saying. But I'm hearing that you know Andrade punched him. Sammy Guevara. Um, they broke it up. People broke it up. Um, Andrade got sent home. Sammy Guevara, who was in the main event that night, didn't get sent home, was in the main event. Now he was in the main event. He went over. His hand was raised. Um, A lot of reports are saying that Jericho um, went to Tony and backed Sammy up Mm -hmm. and, you know, and told him, hey, you know, Jericho got some power, got some stroke there with Tony, and um, said not to send Sammy home. And Sammy, Sammy, Tony has a good relationship as well. Um, but the time denominator is this. Sammy Guevara is in two incidents, regardless of if other people are saying stuff, whatever. Sammy Guevara, it was in two incidents, two backstage incidents where people wanted to well, assaulted him. You got to start looking at why. What, what is he saying? What is he doing? You know, you saw his mouth. He, his mouth was a little reckless. He was saying, there was no way in the world for him to say that a, a favor higher. Or saying about his fa- or father-in-law and and disrespecting Andrade. Everybody
2: wanted Andrade to be hired. Everybody, remember when he became a free agent right. or whatever? Everybody and, thought he'd go there.
1: Yeah. And he said he wants to go to WWE. Yeah, there's some. There's a. There's a big portion of, of a. There's some portion of a, of the the WWE uh, recent hires that want to leave and go back to WWE. You know, because
2: now that Triple H is in charge,
1: right? And It's funny; these guys are just—I mean, they're looking out for their career, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's their career. They're being jobbed out on WWE TV. I want to get out of here so I can be pushed better. Uh, If you if you get pushed, if you get booked strong, you look strong. You charge more money on the independency, right or wrong. Right, and so you
2: could try to, yeah.
1: Right, yeah. So, um, so by Tony saying, "Hey," you know telling them having this conversation with them and saying hey um you know if anything happens you got you're not going to get fired well if the guy want to get fired what do you if, if he don't want to be there why would you keep somebody that don't want to be there but then again it's a, he's in a tough situation because if you start letting people go then everybody say well I'm going to get to a fight I'm going right, to they're going to let me go if I was Tony this is what I would do mm-hmm. I would, say, I would have a meeting and i are like, listen, anybody that wants to leave WWE right now, I would have everybody's contract right in front of me and, and say, whoever want to go to WWE right now, I'll null and void your contract right now so you can leave. This is a one-time offering, you know, and now whoever wants to come out, you let them go, right? Whoever you sign moving forward. Don't sign people to five-year deals. Sign them to one, de- one-in-the-option. You know what I'm saying? One-in-the-option. Because so if you don't like it, the first uh, 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 team option, which is uh, his option, he want to pick it up for the next year. Give two, two years, two-year deals. No five-year deal. Two-year deals. Because what happens is, you can call him there and saying that hey, I don't like it because they're gonna give him a good six months to a year before they start bitching. What you could do is this: um, send them home. You know, send them home for a year, for for a few months, and let their contract, let they fade it to oblivion, like they did. WWE's done that. WWE yeah, play,
2: done but be you
1: cool. can't send nobody home. That's five years. I got five years. You can't do that. So I would let everyone out of the contract that don't want to be there. And it would. And trust me, it would be. It would. It would be beneficial for him to do that. It would be more the morale of the locker room would be higher. You wouldn't have to have people looking over the shoulder and say, "This person wants to go to WWE," or "This person is calling Meltzer," or calling um, Sean Russap, or calling um, PW Torch, pulling all the 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 wrestling um, wrestling ink, the the wrestling the, the dirt sheet so to speak, and and saying, "Hey, this person wants to leave," and you having rumblings in the back. You know what I'm saying? This person don't want to be... Just let them go now, wash your hands with them, and then when moving for any signing, give them a two-year deal or a one-year deal and say, we'll renegotiate every year. That's what you do. That way, if they're not happy, they're not... Six months in, let their contract expire, let them go about their business.
0: Mm. I agree I with...
2: Saying. I agree with you. Um... I even think you could even go shorter than that. I mean, if wrestlers are independent contractors, and if you're not an EVP, you generally are an independent contractor in some way, you know, why not let them know what your plans are? You know, you have storylines, you have these ideas. I mean, that it could last the length of that. If you only needed, like, if you only have a vision for somebody for three to six months, that's okay you can contract with them for three to six months and then see what happens when they run its course right right exactly like and see and and that'll give them some hope like they'll put more into it um it's strange about you know i i'm I'm pro sammy in a lot of ways i feel like i feel like he's put his brain Neck and body on the line for AW with the he's done. I mean, so
1: the Andrade El Idolo with the flown through the flaming table.
2: That was. I mean, I think Sammy. It's been even worse with the stuff that's happened to him. Um, I think he is valuable. You know, Andrade does not have a supporter in Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette and um Brian Last. They were saying. You know, the mistake was Tony Khan signing for Andrade for five years because he hasn't contributed. Now, you could people, of course, are going to say he hasn't been used well at all. He just goes around signing people. But his merch doesn't do well. Brian Lass says the matches, you know, he's it's not um, the entertaining side hasn't been as high as his technical side. If there's somebody who wants to leave, it might as well be him you know this isn't the same this isn't punk this isn't brian danielson who's probably going to leave at some point to go back to wwe he's he's always said he loves it um so why to keep andrade i don't know and by the way this is the best case this isn't the worst case scenario the worst case scenario is if what's happening here is what happened in the sumo wrestling world in japan a few years ago when the sumo wrestlers were working together to throw matches and things like if sammy is helping andrade get out of his contract that's even worse if you have oh i never throw that angle it's possible it's possible oh, I haven't so done that angle. you you don't want that and um so it could be worse but uh, yeah i'm with you i i, I think Anybody signing with AEW for five years and you don't know what that five years is going to be or it's look not, like. You don't even know what the television contract is going to be after this. No, year. you
1: don't. They, it's they good. made they, they. I understand why Tony did it and I understand why they did it, but at the end of the day, it's wrestling. Again, yeah. your your career is being held by a person with a pen. <laughs> you got I mean? a person with a pen, and if that person wants someone else you know, feel someone else is going to do better for their business than you are. They're going to feature that person. Someone got to win. Someone's got to lose. You know what I mean?
2: And here's Andrade in this interview. He put down triple a that they don't have the money for him. He says he doesn't want to work for CMLL. He's trying to leave AEW. Oh, and by the way, he says pro wrestling Noah reached out to him and he declined. So, he's got one option you know wwe right. or bust but look if he thinks he's gonna go there and now be the biggest star over there look if he's there if he wants to go there just to be where his wife is great but if he has illusions of of being the biggest star in the world i don't think that's
1: realistic i don't think so neither not right now because the biggest thing that could have got him over was him and see selena vega that act was over you know yeah. what i'm saying um, same thing with with, with Alistair Black. Alistair yeah. Black was over as well in NXT over his gimm- with his gimmick. Those guys was over, right? Um, is it possible these guys can get over? I don't know. I see Johnny Gargano is trying, but he's having a tough, rough time right now. They're having a rough time getting Johnny Gargano over. I don't know if they're gonna ever get him over. I don't
0: think so. Um,
1: um, can Andrade? Get, can Selena Vega get Andrade over? Possibly. Possibly. Um, but she's tied up right now with um, with with Del Fantasma. So, I mean, he's gonna. I mean, the thing with AEW is this: everybody, anybody can have a great match in AEW, right? Anybody, everybody's great wrestlers in AEW. What, 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 what separates them from everyone else is like gimmicks and charisma, like like um, the um, Doing- the acclaim. Entertaining acclaim.
2: people while doing it,
1: right? Like, the acclaim, the acclaim is over. They're not the best, re- the best in ring performers in AEW, not the best technical tag team. There, but guess what? They are. They are they're charismatic. They got a catchphrase, and now they they figuring out to keep the people um excited every time they come out, and they got like, something, and they got the scissoring thing. So it's like the DX chop.
2: It was National Scissoring Day.
1: Right. Which was which was good, and everybody was happy about it. Everybody was, you know. By the way, Billy Gunn
2: said. should have done all the talking, basically. <laughs> right. Because your, your guy Max, your future rock, I don't know. After that uh, mic work, when he's not rapping, it's a little different story, is right.
1: It? it is. But they got to give him a. He don't have a character. His character is the rap, right. <laughs> He's the shock rapper, right? Another guy in
2: WCW comic book. There was a rapper. He kind of looked like LL Cool J. Do you know his name was? What? Punch Fresh. Oh And and he he put down a heavy metal Van Hammer and metal, and Van Hammer says, "Hey man, you can insult me, but not my music."
1: (laughs) My (laughs) man, heavy metal Van Hammer. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think uh, he. They don't have a character. They have the the thing just got over. Yeah. The daddy ass I mean, remember the the, the claim with the ass boys was to get them over, right? And um, they made a mistake with getting them, and, and all of a sudden, they, they got Billy Gunn, got over, Bovins got over, um, Castor got over, and they broke them up, but they had to bring them back. And because that was over, the dad was over, and when something is hot, you have to go, for, go with it, you know what I'm saying? And they're hot right now, so hot that. They the the WWE countered. I don't care what nobody said. They countered by bringing DX back,
2: <laughs> mm. because and Scissoring Day was better. I'm sorry.
1: Right, and I'm saying that's they. You know, I mean DX is old now, but you know I don't know why they bring them back. But you know they 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 have to get beat up. I mean DX can't beat nobody up, right? You know they can't. I mean they Triple
2: have H to, he can't do very much anymore. Right, he can
1: run. Much. Right, he can run, but. You know, somebody, maybe bray wyatt to come and beat them up you
2: yeah. know you know i have a question you mentioned scissoring day which was the highlight really of of that dynamite to be honest at least for me um if aew dynamite and rampage were on up against at the same time raw and smackdown i want you to which wrestlers or segments would you automatically switch the channel Ooh. to go see? And let's start with WWE. So let's say you're watching AW, Dynamite and Rampage, Wednesday, Friday. And you hear that this person's on now at WWE. Who's it that you're switching no matter Roman. what? Roman. Roman, and, Roman or Sammy Roman and Sammy, Sammy, like all together? Roman,
1: is, Roman by himself, Roman with Sammy. Right. You know, that's one. Mm-hmm. F on the AEW side, CM Punk and MJF and the Acclaim.
2: Yeah, I like what you said. I, I actually have more I would switch over for Raw and SmackDown. I have for Raw and SmackDown, Sami Zayn with the Bloodline, uh-huh. Gunther and Imperium,
0: uh-huh.
2: and The Male Models.
1: They killed for, the maximum male models.
2: I know. We'll see what happens. I know. Cause you know he LA back,
1: he's LA, he LA Knight now. Uh, Max and he's beating up both LA of them. Night. He's beating up all of yeah. them. Yeah. It, it, now, it's,
2: it's, over, no. it's over. Oh, you think it's done? So I guess they gone. It's for me, run. for AEW, it's really acclaimed in Billy Gunn.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's it, that's, a, that's somebody to to switch over for. Um, CM there, Punk, too. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. Oh, if he comes back. Omega. Omega. Omega for me, too. I, I like you? Omega. Uh, I know I you like do. That's
2: my guy so uh you know what is it about pro wrestling is there something that we don't admit to ourselves that really some of the biggest when you look at the biggest things from the attitude era onward, oh, it's really comedy that we like
1: i, I guess because back because like, comedy right so i would say this wcw back then We'll switch over automatically for the NWO, right? Right. Then you switch in from there to 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 the Rock Stone Cold, right? There
2: was a lot of comedy with the Rock and Stone Cold, and McMahon,
1: yeah. and you would do it for McMahon, and then for also you would do it for the Four Horsemen, right? Yeah. Um, the Four Horsemen. So, um, and then Goldberg when he first came, out, you was we switched to Goldberg to watch Goldberg destroy people. Not comedy. Know. Not comedy. Not comedy. Right? Not comedy. No, no. But DX DX rock um, the nation, you know. WWE is you know... very
2: big with the comedy when we look. Back yeah, they they it. were uh, they were.
1: Did you know? I was thinking about the nation. Did you know that um, um, J C Ice and Wolfie D? Yeah, they.
2: Were. To me, the best Nation of Domination was when it was that huge group of people. They were on, they were the they were on the mic, right? And they would do the kneel and the fist. So yeah, PG thirteen on the nation. When they mm-hmm. got rid of all of them, I didn't like it as much.
1: Did you know that was Bill Dundee's son?
2: Yeah, and he's crazy. Um, <laughs> I heard. He, he's, I mean, he'll use every word that you're not supposed to use. Uh, racist language, everything. Oh, yeah? he's, oh, my goodness. But he was um, in the nation. I know. And he did a, did you see the famous Sean Oliver shoot interview with him? No. Scary stuff. It's in a hotel room. And there's a part where a fan writes in and says, you know, you're a piece of it. It's like every four-letter word. And then J.C. Ice says, well, thank you. Where I'm from, that's a hi. How you doing?
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, because I heard um, um Dutch Mantel, who's mm-hmm. talking about him, uh, say he had the most kids, illegitimate kids. J.C. Ice? Yeah. Wow. Um, Jamie Dundee. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, man. So, so let's roll through... Um, Let's roll, do you, Let me ask you a question, real quick. Do you think Sammy Gravas should have been? Do you think Andrade should have been sent home?
2: Yeah, because apparently from the conversation before, it's just him trying to sabotage things. And, and look, he had an important match that had to do with Brody Lee. Um, they were talking about the importance of it, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care. So he probably they they might not have known what he would have done to try to get
1: fired. Um, do you think Sammy should have been sent home as well?
2: No, I don't think he deserved to be. Again, I think that the problem with Eddie Kingston was Eddie Kingston. Sammy even said, Eddie never said to me what not to say in that promo. All he said was he was a fat piece of you-know-what, which is what everybody was saying at the time. It's really not what he said, it's who said it. You know, Sammy's not you know, CM Punk. Sammy's says- not
1: these other people. So it's two incidents. Sammy Vardy I don't consider this incident. an
2: incident. I I think he's been the victim of two incidents, um, and so and he's you know Jericho's a smart guy. Jericho's very good for AEW, and I think he's been pretty even killed. And well, that would have you know, killed
1: their, their main event. That would have killed their main event match if 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 he wouldn't um like who is going else going to put in.
2: Look, I'm a fan of Sammy, but I don't think they—I don't think they really had to have him in that match. They could have put other people in that match. They could have put Jake Hager in that match. No, Mm-mm. but you know, I—but yeah, I like Sammy, um, and I don't think he deserved to be sent home. And and we'll see what Andrade
1: does. But are they going to release Andrade?
2: I think they should. If he doesn't want to be there, they should release him. Or he also said in his interview, he's the one that told them to get Roosh. He said, I worked hard to get Roosh brought over. So he's losing every week. He is, but he's. And Brian Last says he likes Roosh much better than, than Andrade. I just think show Andrade, you know, Andrade is gifted. He's Ric Flair's son in law. He's seen like the good side of life, basically try to instead of treating him like an employee treat him like an independent contractor and try to show him why he should be there and follow through on your promises you made up a belt to to keep um pack happy this atlantic title or whatever and by the way um jim Cornette mentioned not only andrade but he says pack is another guy and and everybody focuses on jade cargill is green well pack and andra pack is not green pack is an excellent technician but he's boring and his matches aren't no matter what he does it's not getting friday rampage was hard if you're a fan of pack friday was the night for you right rampage and then battle of the belts i'm just saying it's like but if if you if you're tony khan and you're not releasing andrade and he has this long contract and you're not bringing in Ric Flair as his manager, and you're not doing these certain things. Show him why he should want to stay. That's on Tony Khan, you know. Bobby it Fish. Is. Bobby Fish said it wasn't really an issue with Tony Khan. That the issue was he wouldn't meet with him and have time for him to 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 let him go do in this tournament. And by the way, Bobby Fish is going to be on the on a the Floyd Mayweather card. He's going to okay. be boxing. I don't think he's going to win, but he's going to be boxing. <laughs> well, um, so good for him. But I'm just saying, you have to really. Does he vow? Does he make people feel as important? You know, what's um, the coach uh, Nick Saban has a saying: "You're all going to be treated fairly, but you're not going to be treated equally." Well, show and- Andrade from the outside, at least when he first joined, was one of those people who would be on the top of that and do more for Andrade. He went through a flaming table. It, it hurt him. <laughs> he was hurt. Mm. You know? Just no, that's absolutely, absolutely But But people, right. people have commented, though, that when he went to AAA, he was supposed to be the leader of a group. It didn't work out. And I forgot who it is. He's now in a group. He's basically the follower of a 50-something-year-old, 60-something-year-old wrestler. So it didn't really work out with him over there either as far as the fan reaction.
1: Right, so let's run through dynamite real quick. MJF defeated Wheeler Utah. Um, I
2: hated that it was a good match because I'm not a big Wheeler Utah fan, but it was right. a really good match, it except was. for that, except for that cover, the flip flop cover. I hated that.
1: That was what was the, the at the end of the, when it when they went to the shake hands and then, um, Stokely and the rest of the guys, um, Lee Lee Mariotti come out there, and uh, what was all that trying to, trying to um stomp on? MJF on the stop on I'm sorry. On, um, you know, he's there. So you're not going to do this while I'm here and the dynamite diamond ring. And then he, and he went off. What was that about? Are they trying to break up the firm already? What is this?
2: Well, it should never have been put together to be honest. Um, and, and, uh, people are wondering, is MJF going to turn? Is he going to join the combat club? Um, what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, Tony Khan, I think one of his habits is he's been putting, like, he'll attach mid to lower card to main event to try to, a rising tide lifts all boats. But I don't think this is helping MJF. And again, MJF's segments with Wheeler Utah were not the highest rated in general. So, yeah, I don't like this as much.
1: I don't even know where they're going with this firm. Um, So the next, it it was like looking in the mirror because... Darby Allen defeated Jay Leafu. and then yeah. after Lethal left, they try to shake hands, and then here comes Satnam singing, and, and uh, <laughs> they come and say, what are you doing? Hey, and by what? the way,
2: Satnam Singh's voice is so deep. Even, even without a mic, you hear him, come on, Jay, come on, Jay, <laughs> over the crowd, come like, on, Jay. This was like watching NXT where they, with men and women's matches, one after another, repeat the same thing over exactly. and over
1: and over. But then we got the TNT title match between Wartlow By the and way, Brian I was K. shocked.
2: I was shocked that um, I was really thought Jay Lethal was going to win because he wins a lot of matches too. Right. Uh, and and da- Darby loses matches, so good for Darby.
1: And then the best match of the night for me was Wartlow versus Brian Cage. Jay was doing some crazy Hurricane Runners. Um, uh, we saw the 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 uh, suplex off the first rope on the second yeah. rope. Into the ring by Cage, yo. These guys was going at it. This was a great match to be. Um, but you know, Warlow gave, basically buried him again with the Power Farm Symphony. Gave him like four or five power bombs.
2: I did not think that was going to happen. And then this has happened before Mahler, where then they have people run in. Why couldn't you run in before the before the match?
1: And they run in, and here comes the the um, what do they call the? Um, the gates of agony. Yeah, they're not. They're not Prince, good. You know who my new favorite person is? Prince Nana. That's oh, my yeah, new guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw him at Ring of God.
2: Honor. Man, that guy is. Uh, I don't know if he's ready for main. He does. He's earned his place. But
1: man, I, that's my new money. guy, the embassy. Prince Nana. Yo, I man, have I have a Prince Nana
2: story. I I think I told you this before. When I was at VH1, one of the the lead the main attorneys calls me into her office and i'm like sitting there and she says um you like wrestling right do you watch wrestling she didn't know i did and i said yeah and she said do you have you ever heard of someone named prince nana and i said yeah i saw him at ring of honor he was great and she's like would you recommend him and i said absolutely for what and she said a friend of mine works for wwe they're thinking of Prince Nana. She asked me if I know anything about him. So now I'll tell her, yeah, but uh, nothing happened from that. But that was pretty close.
1: Prince Nana, that's my new guy, man. I need to see more of him. <laughs> yeah,
2: he used to come out. Do you know who was in the embassy? He used to have with him. It was um, what's what's his uh, walking weapons wife.
1: Um, and he had her okay. on a
2: he had Jade and he had her on a leash, <laughs> So oh, wow. she, the curtain, she'd come out and all the men would start screaming. And then you'd see her fall to the ground because Prince Nana would come out behind her with a leash. And then she was rescued by um, the one guy who's left from the um, Undisputed Era in NXT. What's his name? You like him. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, Roderick Strong.
2: Yeah, he rescued her from the embassy. I saw that.
1: Yeah, man. So the Gates of Agony comes out, and then Samoa Joe comes out to help it help out um, warlo but he's not getting beat down.
2: I'm not into Joe, by the way. I don't think they should even be a tag team, but that's just me.
1: Right. And then here come FTR, the Midnight Express. With FTR. their music,
2: <laughs> their music <laughs> plays. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they they
1: you know, clear house, and they they set up a match for against the Gates of Agony at Battle of the Belts. Um, do you know what they could do in wrestling?
2: They could make, like, the guy who plays the music, they could show him and show him reacting to a wrestler about to come out and he and then we know he's the one that plays the music because he sees them. That it's not Tony Khan saying, hey, play the music.
1: Uh, then what we have is Jay, um, Jericho and Sammy Guevara. They defeated um, Brian Danielson and and, um, and Daniel Garcia.
2: Yeah, shocked. That it was Sammy who got the cover, but I, like you said, that was the
1: band aid. Yeah, the Band-Aid. Jericho hit hit um um Garcia upside the head with the belt, and um, and got, and kept the he got the the win with Guevara, Gavar his hands raised. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Scissoring so, Day, and that's your Scissoring Day, which we already covered. With um, Swerve comes out and um, sneaky Swerve, they, sneaky. Then now they <laughs> now this is funny how fans are. They booed the hell out of Swerve, right? And then when Swerve said, who's house? And everybody, Swerve's house? You yeah. fake fans. They don't, oh, they don't.
2: These are the fans who, when Darby had M- f- wrestled MJF at that great pay-per-view. And so MJF comes out, everyone's booing him. And then the match starts, Darby, Allen, MJF. MJ, yeah, Darby, it's the same let... people. Yeah. It's the
1: same people. Like when they say, let's go Cena, Cena. So-. It's the same people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just people chanting, let's go, Cena. Because Cena sucks.
2: Some of those people chanting, let's go, Cena, were the same people that booed him when he came out to the ring.
1: They booed him the whole time and chair him and then bought all his merchandise. Yeah. (laughs) Because he has nothing left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Merchandise mover, John Cena. Oh, for sure. Goodness gracious. All right. um, uh, Let's build a battle with the belts, man. Pack defeated Trent. I didn't care. Jade Cargill defeated I'm Willow sorry, Nightingale. Did,
2: did you care? I don't want to be offensive.
1: No, nah, nah, I'm just going through it real quick. These battle of the belts are terrible. Ain't is this the fourth one and all of them terrible? Jade yeah. Cargill defeated Willow Nightingale.
2: Yeah, didn't care. Didn't care. And I saw F- it, but I didn't care.
1: And then FTR defeated the Gates of Agony.
2: Oh, but by the way, um Mickey Guerrero got involved at the end and Yeah, so... and, and and the beast came and stole the belt. Yeah.
1: Wait, right. but didn't yeah. they fight already and she beat her already? Did they? Yeah, I oh, think they right fought they? already. Jade, her and Jade. I mean, I, I, I'm not excited for that.
2: No, no.
1: no. Who's going to no. beat
2: Jade? Who Who would you choose? Would it be DMD? I can't think of anyone else.
1: Shit, I think she's gonna beat everybody.
2: But who do you think should break her streak?
1: Um.
2: Or should it be someone they haven't signed yet?
1: You know, if 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 Paige is going to wrestle, let her be. Let her do it.
2: That's a good idea. She got physical for sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, I see. Let, let, let her do it and let her beat up real quick. Like in a quick match, like like yeah. like in the like a money in a bank type of situation. You know. So, oh, that's, that's a good
2: it. idea. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, I guess, well, I don't know.
2: Or if DMD went away for a while and came back or something with a man right. maybe.
1: I don't know. It's tough. It's tough booking, you know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, Ending
2: streaks is a big deal, so you got to be good.
1: Right, got to be the right person. Um, so, I mean, uh, what was your match of the week, big man?
2: I don't know if I had one. I really don't know if I thought about this before this started, and I was trying to think. And I'll I'll go with the I'll go with the I'll go with the Brawling Brutes and um and uh, Imperium.
1: I would go with that too. Really. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. It, was, it was the best match for me, right? It was not <laughs> a great.
2: You know what's interesting? So much happened, but I feel like they weren't great shows. They weren't great shows. It
1: wasn't. AEW was bad. It I mean, was. Raw bad. was bad too. Raw was not good. But the 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 SmackDown is good. Did you see when um Sami Zayn got um Roman and um Logan yeah Bale, the great character? over? You're the biggest big... number
2: two. <laughs> And
1: you know, um, Jay oh, Uso, who's supposed to be angry all the time. He was laughing, too.
2: That was bound to happen. This has been the longest stretch of him keeping a straight face I've ever seen him do, because he's not good at that. And that's what makes it a little bit funny. Um, by the way, um, just quickly, I'm sorry. Um, here we go. Marvel comic um, writer and Disney producer Rob Thee is now the director of long-term creative at WWE. And they, they say that he, um, it was involved with the Bray Wyatt. And by the way, I went on his Twitter and I went back a few years on it. He's very funny, very politically liberal, which is very different for those high office WWE people. He is a lifelong wrestling fan. He showed a, an essay he wrote in elementary school where a teacher said, who cares about wrestling and gave him a lower grade. Um, I will say the only difference is it might have been better if they hired a DC comic storyline booker because I, I think the DC comic book storylines are better.
1: Um, comic book, yeah. Not, not the movies, but, you know, I think. Um, well, I mean, if he did Marvel, how long he worked for Marvel for a long period of time?
2: Just a, a few storylines. It's really kind okay. of like okay. piecework.
1: Well, that's good. I mean, at least the most important thing is continuity, right? You
2: right. Know? And, and you know, the thing is, though, I think people are so excited, but he's the director of long term creative. Who's the person running the show week by week? Right. Like, it doesn't mean what his plans are binding, you know. Right. So.
1: But they also need to do something as far as if they're doing a long term storyline and it's not working, it's not resonating. I don't want to be stuck in it for a long period of time.
2: I'm glad you said that because, again, to go back to Ole Anderson, he had said, somebody asked him, what were your favorite storylines you did? And he said, I don't know. And they said, yeah, but you worked, you worked with um, Graham, Eddie Graham, the greatest booker of all time. And he says, look, booking, ugh, I hear fans talk about it. Eddie Graham didn't want three or four great ideas a year. Eddie Graham wanted 100 ideas quickly. Because things change, you know. So I think maybe as fans, we we talk about booking long-term storylines too much. It's one thing when you have Hulk when you know you have Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff and Andre, but if you're talking about the whole roster, like what are your year-long plans? I'm with you. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves.
1: I mean, I mean, a WWF back in the '80s. That's that's unprecedented what they had right. the when, roster when that they have... had. You can't you can't do that because the secondary feuds was like i mean you had the, the big the big guy was hogan right but the secondary refused who you had go under the undercard was just as great oh These, savage Honky steve Tons- Boat, Tons-
2: santana honky-tonk
1: honky-tonk mm-hmm. man you know steve Mo, rick rude ultimate warrior you know those second then the tag team division was even better and, like you, you, could, can't,
2: and you could riff like you could send the bulldogs home because of what happens backstage and you're fine. Right. Like that doesn't happen anymore. And and also when you're when your WWF champion defends the title once every 30 days, you know, or you know, things like right. that. You know, so there were a lot of good things about it. A lot of different yeah. it's a different
1: landscape. It's different because because the Saturday night main event, you could put Hogan versus Brad New Brown, that's a big thing. Hogan versus the okay. genius. You know what I mean? But that everybody's happy, you know, Mr. Perfect is there. Texas tornado. Oh my saying? gosh,
2: Hogan versus Genius. And we were all watching it. If that was today, we might skip it. You know? Right. I mean it was a yeah, different Yeah, We was watching it. And because by the way.
1: Night.
2: Today Lanny is bigger than most of the wrestlers, by the way.
1: I mean the wrestlers have gotten smaller. If you look I was looking at it yesterday with Finn versus Edge, and oh, Edge gosh, was a yeah. Edge was a small guy back then. And Finn Edge is and Finn is he towers over I mean, he's like how the Undertaker look towards him. <laughs> oh
2: it's really true. Ah. It's, it's almost like there's nothing, you know, WWE is doing better, but there's nothing organic or natural about the feuds that they're very obviously forced, you know. Um, by the way, what do you think about the commentary? Fires and hires. Oh, and- yeah.
1: So let's go do that. So Jimmy Smith is gone. Gone. Um, he's gone. They they put Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves. They got rid of Byron St- Saxon. They put him yep. to the back. Um, Booker T and Vic Joseph who I think Vic Joseph should have they should have put him back on Raw so but I 100%
2: agree he's great Vic Joseph right
1: they they, they, they put Vic Joseph and Booker T on NXT and then on uh, Smackdown is going to be Wade Barrett who's okay and Michael Cole so
2: yeah can I tell you people are going oh thank God Wade Barrett he's so much better than this or that I think he's he's okay I don't think he's great I don't. I'm not a big fan of his voice and his commentary, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you, Booker T. I think this is great in his fact is his reality of wrestling is is really good. He a lot of good wrestlers come out of his program. But He I trained don't think, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I don't think he's a great announcer though. And I think he's, he's a bad announcer. I think his brother is a great announcer.
1: Oh yeah, people are not happy about Booker T. Um and NXT, but um. Again, I mean, maybe this is just a temporary fix until Pat McAfee comes back. Right, you're going to see Ray Booker Barry T. Back.
2: Booker T is going to be like, see, what he needs to show me right now is he needs to be committed. No, no, that's that's the announcer getting I in the ring to call the match. That's not
1: the answer. I'm, I'm not sure about Kevin Patrick. I'm not sure about that. I think they should have yeah, put like Vic Joseph.
2: we're used to and, him in small bits, not right. like long. Right? right.
1: I mean, they're going to give him an opportunity, but I don't know. I don't know, um, you know, I don't know, I I I don't know, I don't think that's gonna work. I I don't think that's gonna last long.
2: No, did you see the producers for the for the matches at Extreme Rules? No, your our brawling brutes Imperium Abyss, um, okay, the Rousey, Tyson Kid, so uh, Tyson, okay, um, strap match. I'm disappointed in this one, Michael Hayes. Michael, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Ladder match. P. D. Williams, uh-huh. of course you have the I Quit match. Jamie Noble, but you know that's probably Edge doing whatever he wants. And the Matt Riddle Seth Rollins was Adam Pearce.
1: So, okay,
2: not a great night for everybody, but not a great it night. Is it is what it is. But look, what I, was- I paid four dollars for it. Okay, so let's <laughs> just you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Well, anyway, well, be a big man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, oh but I gotta ask go. you,
2: sketch of the week.
1: Sketch of the week, of course, was the was the bloodline again, with Sami Zayn talking about he's the two, and uh, and then the whole storyline with Jay Uso, um, is Roman says he calls Sami Zayn, uh, call uh, Jay Uso a hot head, and yeah. said he's not dealing with no more. So it's it's Sami Zayn problem. problem now. So Sami That's Zayn, okay. he got an answer to Sami Zayn now. That they're not gonna
2: be but when 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 I mentioned when we talked about wrestlers who were skilled. Entertaining while they do it and can make you suspend disbelief. I'm gonna add solo to that.
1: Oh, solo's good.
2: My favorite skit. I'm gonna even though it wasn't as good as I was hoping for and it was a little bit longer than it should have been. National Scissoring Day because of oh. the giant golden scissors.
1: Oh, that was good too. I can't lie to that. That was pretty good. The sheets National Scissoring Day was great. So yeah, I would say that. But it's just the the, the bloodline with Sami Zayn. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pay this off, but man, I hope they they able to keep this going for a while and keep it entertaining. I don't know.
2: Keeping you know. it entertaining because some of that uh, I got a hint of, you know, when Roman was like he's now your problem, I'm like is is I hope this doesn't get like boring after a while or not fun, not edgy anymore or the tension right. is gone.
1: But it only works with it only works with Roman. And Roman has to be on TV. So if if he's not, right, you know, around, which it sounds like he's not gonna be, it doesn't work without him. So, no. so you know, do I you don't think know.
2: you know? Everyone said it had the white rabbit. It had to be Bray Wyatt, of course. Would it been? It, I think it would have been slightly less of a disappointment, as normal, if it was Sammy. Not that it should be, but I'm just saying he's so over.
1: You know, he's over right now. Yeah. But in the role that he is now as the honorary use, oh, I love it. The honorary use. We'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens on. We'll see what happens on Raw. We'll see what happens as far as how the new announced team goes in the season premiere. DX is returning. Bray Wright, Bray White. less, is returning. Um, we probably get a title change between Seth Rollins and um and Bobby Lashley, more than likely since he lost. So, yeah. so we'll see what happens. The bloodline will be there. Sammy will be there. So maybe the bloodline will go against DX. Maybe we'll see something like that. you know? Yeah,
2: we'll see what happens with war games, right?
1: We'll see what happens with war games as well. you know. So we'll see. you know? Well, Big Man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. This has been the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. We'll see you guys next week. Definitely. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.